Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Sandra. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. You're in Sydney, so it's actually nighttime for you. So I was going to say good morning because it's it's uh, almost 10 <laughs> o'clock here, but for you, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you tell everyone uh, who you are, what you do for a living, and then uh, what your hobbies are. Sure. Um, My name is Sandra Livewell. Sandra Irving, officially, but Sandra Livewell is what I go by on Instagram and my socials and with my clients. I'm a wellness coach and speaker. I work with my clients to help them create a life worth loving. And my hobbies are meditation, yoga, and eating at lovely places with good food. Why don't you tell me about your meditation? Everyone has a different way of how they meditate. What does yours look like? Sure. I uh, use a technique called Vipassana, which was taught to me through meditation retreat here in Sydney, out near the Blue Mountains. The Vipassana technique is an ancient technique that was passed down from Buddha through India. And... The technique basically is used to develop focus in the mind to be able to dissolve bondages in your energetic field. I'll repeat that for you because <laughs> it's a lot when you first hear it, I know. But basically, <laughs> the meditation allows you to dissolve bondages in your energetic field. So what that means is in our energetic field, we have a lot of compounded energy because our energetic field is made up of subatomic atoms and they can become dense or fluid at different times. And so the Vipassana technique, basically what it does is it teaches you to focus on your breath and doing a body scan through your body and keeping equanimity, which is like keeping yourself fully equanimous to any sensations that you feel in your body. And what that does is it allows you to dissolve any of the compounded energy in your body because compounded energy could be pain, basically. So if someone has pain in their shoulder or in their knee or their back, it's just because that the parts of their physiology have compounded and become more dense. And so the reason why I love the person so much is because it teaches you how to keep focus on the body and have no reaction to the compounded energy. And over time, that's when your energy starts dissolving all of these compounded energy. And then that alleviates you from pain and suffering. So it's basically a cleansing tool of our energy centers for both the mind, body and spirit. So that's why I love it so much. I think it's safe to say your meditation routine is a lot more sophisticated than mine. I'm literally just closing <laughs> my eyes and breathing. So that's a, uh-huh. <laughs> I find it fascinating though, like meditation, that really is what we're doing, like eyes closed, breathing, but there's so many mm-hmm. different forms of it. I find it really fascinating. You know, that's why I wanted to ask you, you know, what yours looks like. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. I, the simplest form works as well. Of course, you know, closing eyes and breathing definitely does allow us to focus on our breath, but what happens on an unconscious level are the things that I've just mentioned. And we may not even know that that's happening when we're doing what you're, the simplest form of meditation. So is your meditation, is that part of your morning routine? Yes. So what else yeah. do you do in your morning? What does that look like? 
I change up the cereals I eat often. <laughs> I do like Cheerios. They're an Australian brand of cereal. <laughs> um, they're quite good. I often go to for Wheat Bix as well. That's another Australian brand of cereals. I'll have a shower in the morning mindfully. I like to stay fairly mindful. I won't touch my phone until I leave to put my phone in the car when I'm going down to the station to go into work in the mornings. I work in the city, so I commute either by train or I drive into the gym because I I alternate days when I do group workouts with, with a group about half an hour from my place. From the shower to the meditation to the Cheerios to the <laughs> to the feeding my, to the feeding of my cat <laughs> to getting in the car and and either driving to the train station or the the gym heading into the morning getting a, a coffee or a tea in the office sitting down and just uh, preparing myself for the start of the day that's typically my morning routine I also like to slip in an audio book or a podcast through the commute or I will read a book as well. Yeah, sounds like a great way to start your day. And uh, we, we yeah. eat Cheerios in this household too. Uh, honey Nut oh, Cheerios, no. not the less healthy <laughs> version, but still Cheerios. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> so let's talk about your business. How do you grow it? How have you grown it? What, what have you had the most success with? Marketing or anything else that, that, that has helped you? Yeah, marketing has definitely been at the forefront of the growth of my business. I've invested a lot of time and energy in understanding systems, processes, and structures around marketing that enable me to implement growth strategies around, for example, you know, making sure that I've got the marketing plan solidified in my business around the mission, the vision, the values, going into kind of the annual goals for the business and then creating campaigns. So I find marketing to be one of um, the best things of growing my business. I'm not by any way a marketing expert. (laughs) I leverage a lot of marketing consultants and experts in the industry to gain insight. I believe, you know, every good athlete has a coach for multiple things. And so uh, leaning on experts for specific support in times of need is definitely something I encourage and utilize for myself as well. So making sure I keep myself well aligned with some really solid advice that has always been really helpful. With marketing, are there any specific channels that you rely on? Is it, is it social? Is it your website? Like, what, what does that look like for you, for your business? It's been fairly organic at the moment. However, I have just invested in generating uh, social media campaigns through Instagram to develop an ad strategy through Facebook and Instagram. And that's still pending a launch. So I've invested a lot of time in it, but the ROI is yet to be explored <laughs> because I'm still, I'm still waiting on finalizing some development in one of my um, onboarding strategies. So I'm just finalizing that first and the online portal that I've created. And then that's when I'll turn on the... Because I'm getting enough work through referrals and organic work as it is at the moment, just by the alignment. Because once we start focusing on the mission, vision, values and the brand, then the organic clients come through regardless. And then when you you plug in a digital marketing strategy around that, that's when I know the trajectory is going to go through the roof. So I need to make sure that before I have that marketing funnel turned on, 
and that strategy turned on through Instagram and Facebook, I need to ensure that I've got the, the right user experience for my client. And that's where I'm spending a little bit of my time now, but not, not too long and it should be all good. <laughs> good. What's the biggest challenge in your business? Biggest challenge in my business? I would say niching. That had been my biggest challenge prior to today. It's been niching my business, being really specific about the types of clients that I work with and market to because I've worked with so many amazing people that are so different and all of their challenges are similar, but they're not they're not a specific target market uh, in a way. They're quite diverse. So yeah, just really making sure I, I target a specific type of market with my marketing campaign was one of the biggest challenges. We have the same thing with Ballantine. You know, we trying to figure out who our niche is, who we who we serve best. I think every business goes through that. Yeah. It's hard to appeal to everyone. You know, so you need to identify who you serve best and then really hyper focus on on that group. So I, mm-hmm. I, I read an, I, I can relate to that answer. Let's go back to personal development. Let's talk about any habits that you have. I know you're big into quantum quantum physics and neuroscience and some of the things we were talking about before we started recording. Do you have any habits as a result of like your the studies that you've done, like in the research and just living in that world? Are there any habits that you've developed that you can share with us? Yeah, the habit of self awareness. Yeah, it's a big one. Just being mindful and aware of the thoughts and feelings and experiences I'm having and how I'm playing out my role in life and in general, and making sure that the person that I am being in any given moment is someone who comes from authenticity and love. And so being fairly authentic to who I am and being in alignment with who I am and being in alignment with who I am is being at peace with saying, you know, the thoughts in my mind and expressing my feelings. I want to be able to express my feelings and my thoughts, right? Just as they are. So just being so aware about who I am and how I'm showing up and making sure it's in alignment with the person that I have created for myself. Like how do you create a structure or process around that? Or is it just literally reminding yourself every day of being present and whatnot? Or is there, or do you create a routine around it? And how does that work? Yeah, I have a model that I've used in the past. And so it's called the five A's model. And so this is something that I created when I was working on realigning myself with who I wanted to be. And so it was called awareness. So the five A's model, and the first A was called awareness. And that A is around making sure that I'm mindful of the thoughts and words that I'm using and the behaviors that I'm exhibiting. That was just the key number one. Number two is acceptance. Accept that there are parts of me that are still not in alignment with the person that I'm wanting to become and accept that that is the case and it's okay. Just accepting our true authentic self, accepting ourselves for who we are in any given moment because the thoughts and feelings and emotions have served us at some point. And so even though they may not be serving who I want to become, they have served us at some point. So we need to be grateful for what they have done for us in the past. So just accepting ourselves is A number two. Awareness, acceptance, alignment. And then it's all about aligning ourselves to who we're wanting to become. So this is where we spend a lot of time visualizing and putting down goals for who we're wanting to be and saying them in present tense. And so what that does is it allows us to affirm the person that we're becoming. And so something that I like to do for this part is also listening to affirmations or subliminal programming around a specific type of 
affirmation. So it may be that you want to increase your confidence and be a more confident leader. You can listen to some subliminal programming on YouTube around confidence. And then that will say a series of affirmations at a certain frequency while you're asleep. And then it affirms your neural pathways to align with that. So it's all about alignment to who we're becoming. And so a really good exercise for this that's really simple is creating a vision board. Just visualize who you want to be in four, three, four, three, four, five years time. Who do you want to be? And uh, there's lots of different strategies with alignment that you can do. This is where all of your self-care techniques and all of your habit formation stuff comes in. Just aligning to who you want to be. The fourth A is called action. And so action is about maintaining, keeping consistent log. So habit tracking, habit formation, it's all about, you know, creating a routine, like similar to the morning routine you spoke about earlier, creating a routine and repeatedly being determined and disciplined to continue to do it because you need to retrain yourself to be able to action who you want to become. Have you ever heard the, um, the saying of be who you're becoming? not yeah. who you are. So that's it's, it's, it's a similar way of that. So just following those action steps. And then the last one is adjustment. Now, along the road, you know, we, we have a plan and we want to get there, but it, everything's fluid, right? It's not a straight line. So right. adjusting adjusting over time, you know, there's lots of different things that come up and, and course the course may change and it's totally okay. One of the biggest challenges challenges people may face is feeling frustrated with the fact that they are unable to control the outcome of a situation. We can influence the outcome as much as possible, but we may not ever arrive at the destination that we have desired. And so allowing ourselves to adjust and be fluid with the outcome is something that I I find really important in the strategy that I use for myself with that there for personal development. (laughs) (laughs) I love your your framework around it. I, I, I hadn't thought about <laughs> listening to subliminal messages while while I sleep. Does that actually work? Yeah, definitely. I worked with a client who wanted to boost her confidence and to get a new job, and so she listened to the subliminal programmings the night after our session. And she also worked on her her goal for wanting to get a, a new job and. The next day she went into work and she felt so super confident. She dressed better. She woke up in a, a more invigorated state and she, uh, she uh, was offered a promotion. And so Excellent. she hand on heart says that it was because of the subliminal programming. She felt different and the way she felt changed her. Well, now you gave me a to-do thing. I, I listened to, uh, I used an app called Relax Melodies to huh? create like white noise, like my newborn going to sleep. And I wonder mm-hmm. if they have that as a feature because it's a pretty intense app. I bet you they do. So thanks for yeah. sharing that. I'm going to look into that. You're welcome. So Sandra, I've got one last question for you. And then we'll wrap mm-hmm. up with you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. It's sort of a big question, but maybe like in 30 seconds or less, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what is the meaning of life? Constant evolution. Constant evolution or just transcending energy. That's what I would say the meaning of life is. just changing and growing and experiencing yeah basically getting like one percent better every day kind of concept yeah ultimately yeah 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 i believe that too excellent well this was great sandra i really appreciate you jumping on and and speaking with us and and uh sharing all the great advice uh if someone wants to reach out to you and learn more and connect with you what's the best way for them to do that yeah sure they can reach out 
through booking in a breakthrough session with me through my website. It's at www.sandralivewell.com. Or you could also connect with me on Instagram at Sandra Livewell or on Facebook at Sandra Livewell. Excellent. All right, we'll link those up in the show notes. Thanks again, Sandra. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Ryan. Glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.